The Hanna Administration Building is a daunting structure on Michigan State's campus. It is towering and gray. Even if you've never been to MSU, you could recognize this building from its many recent media appearances. Protests on the front steps and public board meetings have been... Protests on the front steps and public board meetings here have been shrouded in discontent and turmoil for over a year. Many might see this time in Michigan State's history as a transitional one, and they would be correct. But while most of the focus is on the Board of Trustees and the acting presidents, other administrative workers are busy implementing a myriad of new policies and procedures that will affect the school for years to come. One of the policy changes coming to the university as soon as next fall fall of 2019, is the implementation of flat rate tuition. Currently, the school operates on a pay-per-credit model. In other words, in-state students pay between $482 and $573 per scheduled credit hour. Students from out-of-state pay a bit more, between $1,325.50 to $1,385.75. Starting next year, the university will switch to flat rate tuition model. That works like this. Using the same credit rate, students taking between 12 and 18 credit hours will be charged a flat rate equivalent to the current price of 15 credits. Students taking 11 or fewer will continue to pay per credit hour, while those taking 19 or more will pay the flat rate up to 18 credits before they are charged the per credit rate for each additional credit hour. There has been plenty of pushback on this change, but Michigan State is actually behind compared to similar universities when it comes to implementing this policy. Every other Big Ten school, save Nebraska, uses flat rate model. Five years ago, the Board of Trustees gave preliminary approval for this transition, but former President Simon chose not to move forward with it. Mark Largent is the Interim Associate Provost for Undergraduate Education at Michigan State, and he has been tasked with overseeing this transition. Several years ago, we recognized that students at MSU had been working at a slower and slower pace over time, that a smaller percentage of students were taking 15 or more credits in their first semesters, for example. Students tend to slow down after their first year, so you really want that first year to set a pace. Um, We also know that moving at a faster credit momentum rate increases student success. um, It doesn't really seem sensible that that students who take more classes do better in their classes. The explanation for that tends to be something that most of us experience on a daily basis. When you're busy, you get more done. You tend to be more focused. In addition to this benefit, flat rate tuition is meant to give students more flexibility when planning their courses. And of course, its overall goal is to help students graduate in four years, therefore reducing the amount of time and money spent living and going to school in East Lansing. Mark Largen is a proponent of flat rate tuition. But he also recognizes that this change is a disruptive one. The problem is that the institution and its students are very well adapted to the per-credit model. So it's a very disruptive change. Um, And that change, if it's not accompanied with a very thorough reevaluations of policies, procedures, and cultural norms, is going to um, be an unpleasant change. Dr. Largent and his office are not responsible for the flat rate policy. It was simply handed over to them to implement. Many students and faculty across campus have been resistant to any implementation of any administrative changes, not necessarily without founding. The overwhelming example set by those in the spotlight over the past year has been disheartening to say the least. But Dr. Largent and his team say they're taking a new approach to this project that might indicate hope for the future. 
by tackling student and faculty concerns with a bottom-up approach. Well, I'm optimistic that the university took this challenge very seriously, and uh, I'm very proud of my colleagues and to see how they've responded to this, because what they've done is they've said, first and foremost, we have to learn how to work in a way that's not entirely familiar to us, and that's sort of working from um, the ground up, and to get people together who we haven't always engaged in the kinds of higher level conversations about things like policies, practices, and procedures. Um, instead, we've told them, figure out how to do this or just do what we tell you to do. And so watching that process through the fall was very um, invigorating. It was interesting for me to feel optimistic about uh, Michigan State University's capacity to um, be reflective and thoughtful about how it ought to be doing these kinds of things. This was really different from what I have experienced before. How they went about this was by creating three committee work groups, focusing on the separate issues of data and research, academics, and students. Renata Opachinski, University Alliance Fellow at MSU, was in charge of overseeing these groups. She too said this project was a little different from those she's worked on in the past. What I think is unique about the way we structured this project is how many voices across campus were heard. And I, I have been a part of projects where um, we might have representation from different units or colleges, but it is usually at one structural level. So maybe it's all assistant deans or it's all frontline staff. And we were very intentional when we were creating these work groups to not only go across campus in the sense of different units or colleges, but we also went kind of hierarchical. So across all levels, um, we had vice presidents, assistant vice presidents, excuse me, on the committee, all the way to entry level um, professionals. And so we really made sure those who were talking directly with the students, you know, our advisors, they are the ones who see probably more students on campus than anyone else. Um, so we had them on the committee, all the way up to those who were going to be implementing um, these policies, and then up to those who were kind of going to be just supervising and, and maybe um, advocating for the initiatives. Um, so I think that really helped when we were talking about things. We had it, it helped and it hindered. It helped in the sense that we had lots of perspectives, but that's also sometimes a difficult thing. So we had all these people who had very different views that sometimes conflicted with each other. Um, so it made for a very rich conversation, but then it did take some time to really think through what then we wanted to propose or put forward based on the different perspectives that were heard. So was this new structure that champions collaboration and representation and overall bottom-up negotiating an intentional step to redefine MSU's procedural processes? Does it set a precedent for the new MSU? We didn't design it to do that, um, but I think maybe unintentionally it was because for us where we were coming from as administrators was just like the students I think felt some frustration with this and probably still feel frustration with this change, it was something that was done to us. It wasn't a decision I made, it wasn't a decision he made. I mean, it was very much former President Engler and the Board of Trustees made this decision. And so, when I, again, when I was creating the work groups, my thought wasn't less about building that trust, but more about knowing that this top-down structure is not something that faculty and staff appreciate and so wanting to make sure that while we couldn't we could not change the the policy that was created we could at least be as collaborative as we could in the implementation of that policy and kind of the concerns and whatever we were going to bring up to make sure that 
because um, I wouldn't say it was about building trust. I think it was about building community amongst ourselves, maybe, is what I would say. The flat rate tuition transition is one more disruption to Michigan State's campus. As in all cases, the outcome is only one disruption. The process taken to get there is another. For Impact Student News, I'm Sophie Sagan.